Praise the Lord and welcome to the Sunday Afternoon's Miracle Service. We are broadcasting from the First Century Apostolic Church, FCAC Temagana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine signs, wonders, and miracles taking place under the leadership of Reverend Dr. Edwards, General Overseer of FCAC. This is a miracle service, so I urge you to listen carefully to the message and participate in the prayers and ministrations by faith, and the Lord will meet you at the point of your need wherever you are. Amen. Amen. Let's all be seated. Today we're going to look at something about prayer. We're going to look at something about prayer. We pray every day. We pray every night. We pray all our lives. And uh, therefore, when it comes to prayer, we need to know a lot, everything about prayer. So, we want to look at a title that we call The King's Petition. Now, The King's Prayer. The King's Petition. The King's Petition. The Petition of the King. The King's petition. And um, our scripture is from the book of 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings 3 verses 4 to 15. Our scripture is from the book of 1 Kings chapter 3. First Kings 3, 4 to 15. 1 Kings 3, verses 4 to 15. If you there say amen. Now, the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And God said, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said, You've shown great mercy to your servant, David, my father, because he walked before you in truth. Church, may you all walk before God in truth. In righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you. You have continued this great kindness for him. And you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you've made your servant king instead of my father David. 
but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Verse 10 says, their speech please the Lord. I like that, that, that saying. Their speech please the Lord. Church, may your prayer please the Lord today. Amen. Their speech please the Lord. That Solomon had asked this thing. Then God said to him, because you have asked this thing. Church, I say because. Because you have asked this thing. And have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. So that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And I've also given you what you've not asked. May God also give you what you have not even asked. Amen. And I've also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So, if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Church, may God lengthen your days. Amen. And may God lengthen your years. Amen. Then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, offered up burnt offerings, offered peace offerings, and made a feast for all his servants. Amen. Amen. The king's petition. Beloved, this story is very well known to, I believe, each and every one of us. It has been read over and over and over again, way back from primary school. Back from primary school. Um, when it comes to prayer... Beloved, anything that has to do with prayer, it doesn't begin with a prayer. Prayer does not begin with a prayer. Prayer begins with the reason why you are praying, the situation that you are in. In other words, before you came here, you should have known, you should have thought about your situation where you are, where you stand, how far the Lord had brought you and where you want the Lord to take you to. And then with that, you then fashion, you then prepare your prayer that we're coming to bring before God. You see, because prayer requests 
prayers, your prayer is prayed according to the burden that you have. If you have no burden, you have no problem, then just thank God and worship him. Just thank him and worship him. But if you have a burden, an adverse situation, difficulty, that becomes your burden, then your prayer is determined by that burden. The situation that you are in determines your prayer. And as long as you remain in that situation, you don't stop praying. And when God has answered that prayer, then your prayer becomes thanksgiving prayer and worship, glorifying God. That's how it goes. So every prayer, when it comes to petition or supplication, intercession, does not start with a prayer. It starts long, long before the prayer. So, here we have Solomon, who had just been made a king. And according to him, though he was a grown-up, he referred to himself as a child. And in fact, he said he was a little child. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He saw himself as a little baby, as a child, before God and the, 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 the job, the position that God has placed him to. In fact, he was not fit to do it. The situation that you are in, you see yourself as not able to come out of it. There's no way to come out. That's the first recognition. That's the first prerequisite. The first requirement for prayer. See yourself as inadequate, unable. There's nothing you can do about it. This morning, I like it when my daughter, Grace, said, oh, I showed her, he had been to doctors. They only prescribed, all doctors could do was to prescribe painkillers. The doctors themselves, if they have that condition, they cannot treat themselves. So, now she has to seek help from God. You see, Making a request to God does not begin with a request. God looks at what happened before you came to him. The things that have happened before you came to him. So, my daughter here, what she did was to get someone to drive her. Anybody who has, oh, uh, I'm not on my shoulder, so today I won't even go to church. I'll stay at home. But she had a faith by faith. She got someone from Michelle camp to drive her to church here in Tema. And God sees all that. God sees everything. Before you open your mouth and ask, God knows how you are going about that burden, how serious you are. Therefore, see, how you see your burden determines how you pray. And how God sees your burden and how you pray is how God will answer you. So here is Solomon who had just been made a king, king of Israel. His father David was a great king. His father was a mighty king. I mean, when you think of David, it makes you feel small. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> king David. So that even Jesus was referred to as the son of David. Now, he was dead and Solomon had taken over. So Solomon looked at Israel 
the people of Israel, the ten tribes of Israel, millions and millions of people, wise people, difficult people, stiff-necked people, and I have been made king. Hello? Praise the Lord. So, prayer always begins with situation before the prayer. And then you look at our present situation. Situation before and now presently. Solomon said he was a little child. And indeed, he was small. He was a kid compared to David. Now, as a king, he was to rule over Israel. Be a ruler. A king is a ruler. And he lacked experience. He lacked wisdom. As a child, he lacked experience. He had no experience. He had not been trained. He lacked wisdom. To be able to rule Israel, he needed to, he need to have strong administrative qualities. To be able to administer. To rule means to administer. So that everybody will be happy. So that nobody will feel that oh, you have discriminated against him or her. He had to rule with justice. So how was he going to do this? So he could see himself becoming smaller and smaller, more and more inadequate. When you look at your situation, begin to analyze, begin to, to sort of examine what, what that situation means to you and what, what you need, what you need to be able to overcome that situation. So he had to be the administrator. As a king, he was also the military leader because if the, a war should break out, he is the one who should lead. <laughs> and Solomon, he was no soldier. But Solomon led, he, he led a very comfortable life under David. He was the father's favorite son. He was not a trained soldier. But if any other neighbor should attack them, those days the king had to go to war. He had to plan the war and lead Israel into battle. So, being a king, he was also a military leader. He was a commander-in-chief, little Solomon. And all this was just given to him one day by. Your situation just arose one day. Even if, even if it came up over several years, still, presently, that's the situation you are in now. That is what is affecting you now. He was the military leader of Israel. And I'm sure he used to, he would think of David. He would think of, you know, he would think of maybe um, Saul and others. And he said, how can I do this? Unless you come to a situation of inadequacy that you can't, you can't, your prayer may not, though you pray, your prayer may be meaningless because then you are not actually relying on God. You are not depending on God. And this is how Solomon was thinking. He was also required, it was required of him to promote and maintain the pure worship of God. Those days if you were a king, that's why the kings were also anointed. Apart from the priests and the prophet, the kings were also anointed. But they were supposed to actually promote, promote and maintain because they had the power. The prophet could prophesy, but they can ignore him. In fact, they even killed the prophets. <laughs> they killed the prophets. Hello? After the priests, the priests were there to 
administer the ceremonies. But the king had the power. He could tear down all the bars. He could tear down all the, all the, uh, the idol worship places. He could, tear, he could do whatever. So he had to promote and maintain the pure worship of God. If he backslided, the whole nation would fall into sin. But if he walked with God, the nation will walk with God. Hello? So you can see that Solomon's situation, Solomon's situation was very, very serious. He was to promote and maintain the worship of God. So he was to be a spiritual leader. A spiritual leader. Not only that, as a king, he was also the judge. That's why the two men came to him and they were all claiming to be the mothers of one child. How can two women mothers have one child? If like, what, 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 what was he to do? He was also to be a judge. To be a judge. So when you look at your situation, talking about a king's petition, you can see that in fact, <laughs> uh, you can maybe find about three, four, five, six reasons why you need an urgent solution. And that's, this is what will make you not go about it casually. You, know, you, don't, you don't take it anyhow. Well, it doesn't matter. It matters. And Solomon must have been consumed with all these burdens. As a young man, wise man, he was wise before he became wiser. He must have been preoccupied. He was even having sleepless nights. How was he able to do this? His father had done very well. His father had done very well. David had just died. So everyone was looking at Solomon to see how you perform. Now, I can imagine one day when God calls me home, and one day God will call me home, praise the Lord, and you appoint a, a, you have a new general overseer, leader of the church. I'm sure you all be watching him to see. <laughs> Even the way he talks, the way he preaches, you'll be watching him. The way he handles the administration, the way he handles the, the, the miracle services. You're watching him. So that person will be under pressure. And that's why situation of Solomon. So I'm sure that Solomon probably was having sleepless nights. And God was watching all this. God was seeing all this. May God watch you and may God see you. Yes, I got something today. So prayer, before we come to God, it's all when we get here and say, oh, today what am I going to ask God for? You are here. Now you are, you are thinking of what to ask for God, what to ask from God. Something that probably has been preoccupying your mind long before you come. Praise the Lord. Just like Hannah. We'll come to that very soon. So someone's situation was also a judge. He was a judiciary. Judiciary. He was to judge people. So, as many as five good reasons. Praise the Lord. And God was seeing him. And therefore, because of that, before he even prayed, remember, someone didn't even go to God and say, Lord, give me these things. No. It was God who came to him. And may God come to you tonight. After this miracle service, May God come to you tonight and say, my son, my daughter, ask, what shall I do for you? Praise the Lord. What will make God, what will make God 
come to somebody as an appointed king. He didn't say that to David. When he made David king, he didn't go to him and say, David, what did I do for you? It doesn't happen very often, but it may happen to you tonight. Amen. So it was God who came to him and said, ask, what shall I do for you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was God who came to him. So in fact, it was more like God who prayed for him. <laughs> and may God pray for you. God had the answer, but church, believe me, going to God for a miracle is not, is not that simple. It takes only the joining together of one small fuse wire. Fuse wire. You know a fuse wire? And once you connect the fuse wire, fuse wire, that is all. And until you connect the fuse wire, the light will never come on. The fuse will never come on. But may you connect that fuse wire today. Amen. So Solomon was now well prepared. So God had to come to him in a dream by night and said, ask, what shall I do for you? Praise the Lord. And look at Solomon's answer. Because Solomon had been thinking about this, meditating about the situation, even though he was asleep, in his sleep, he had the right answer. Some of you, if God should come to you, even as you are awake now, you are awake, you are not asleep, and God should say, now what should I do for you? So, Lord, wait, let me think about it. Praise the Lord. Lord, please go and come back tomorrow. I'll have the answer for you tomorrow. That would be, some of you, some of us, that would be our answers. Praise the Lord. This was a dream. A dream. God said, ask, what shall I do for you now? Ask, tell me now. You have to have the answer ready. Hello? It's not a time that you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not now going to come to me for counseling. You must have your answer ready. My daughter, your answer must be ready. May your answer be ready today. Amen. Because God is saying to you now, what shall I do for you? Sometimes people come to me and say, oh, pastor, I pray for you. I say, what do you want to pray for you for? And I know what that brother or sister needs. But they mention something different. I know what is needed in their lives. Yes. And I, when I say, yeah, what, do I, what do I pray for you for? So oh, pray for me that, uh, uh, I, I, that I, I, I'll be able to have money to buy Charlie Wattie. For money to buy Charlie Wattie. And of course, I'll pray that prayer for you. But my heart will not be in that prayer. Praise the Lord. God, that's what you need. So God said, what should I do for you? Now, Solomon didn't just go straight to the point. He didn't go to the, straight to the point and say, oh Lord, give me this. No, no. He started by giving a summary. You know, giving the glory to God and his father. Hello? He began by giving the glory to God and his father. Shall I say to God? And his father. So verse 7. Let me begin from verse 6. And Solomon said, You have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father. He didn't say it to me. You have shown great mercy to David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and the uprightness of heart with you. 
You have continued this great kindness for him. You have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. We began by acknowledging that look, he was actually on the throne because of his father. Because of his father's you know, um, uprightness of heart. Because of his father's working, work with God in truth. That's how he is now sitting on the throne. Now the throne doesn't even belong to him. It belongs to his father. And he finds himself on it. A little child, not doing anything. How do you begin your prayer? How do you begin your prayer? Who do you give? Do you give any credit at all to anybody? Or you go straight and say, oh, bye. Lord, I want this, I want that, I want that, I want it. I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that. Hello? The king's petition. This was the king. The king himself. He wasn't an ordinary person. He was the king of Israel. But look at how he started. <laughs> Verse 7. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. In other words, it's my father who shall be king, but now I find myself there. You have made me king. You have made me king. If uh, a woman, wife, believing God for a child, it's not only when you come here that you think of, oh, I need a child. Miracle service. No. It's sometimes you meditate on it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. And then when do you come to prayer here or in your private prayer or even your dream? You begin by giving credit to God. Lord, you have called me to be your son or your daughter. You have done this for me and done this for me. And, done, done for me. and because of you, I'm where I am now. Even this marriage that I'm in, Lord, is you who gave me the marriage. Otherwise, I know that the enemies will never have allowed me to marry. The enemies, my enemies, and there are many. They will never have allowed me to marry. But even now, they fight against me. But Lord, you have been my shield. You have been my buckler. And you have brought me this far. I am undeserving. I don't deserve it. Lord, here I am. So we can go on and on and on and give the glory to God. Who you are, what you are, where you are now, is all because of God. And may God be pleased with your answer. May God be pleased with your speech. Clap your hands for Jesus. So, oh, wait, verse 7, eh? He said, now, oh Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David. But I'm a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen. A great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. So now he described how God had made Israel great. Not him. He is the king. They say, oh Lord, you have made me great. I'm the king. No. You have made your people great. You see, Solomon was himself as small, little, small. Before he went on to say verse 9, therefore, he said, therefore, just say, therefore. Yeah. Now he has said the state to us, therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people. And I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge these great people of yours? Praise the Lord. Solomon's petition was a very simple one. 
All he did was that, therefore, you see, all, all that he said was giving credit to God, to, to David, he had not asked for anything. He was just giving credit to God and to David. And acknowledging the great thing that God had done for his father, for Israel, and then he, small boy, now he's on the throne. He has not asked for anything yet. Before he got to the therefore, <laughs> before he reached the therefore, should I say therefore? So, your prayer might be based on something. There should be a therefore, maybe a therefore attached to your prayer. You cannot say therefore if you don't say anything, something before that, that time. Then what is a therefore? There's no therefore. No therefore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Where I am now as a servant of God, <laughs> and that, I keep on, that's why you don't see my picture out there. Do you see my picture on the poster there? Have I, have I ever had my picture in front of any church? Oh, by now, I have a big picture here, big picture where? Uh, Michelle Camp. You see my picture from, uh, from uh, Kong Junction. Every junction, you see my picture. I, I, you know, that's not how it works. That's, you know, I, 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 told, I told Bishop, that Bishop, I, I don't think I qualify to put my picture in front of a church. I told him, when we finished chapter two, he sent people to come and get my picture so they can put my picture there. I said, no, I don't think I qualify. I'm undeserving to have my picture, my picture, who am I? In front of the house of God. <laughs> in front of God's house. Can you, can you think of it? May God forbid. When I see pictures of pastors, Somebody has a church of 15, 15. He just started ministry two, two weeks ago. The first thing he does is put a, picture, a poster bigger than a church building. And he dresses in the best costume. The costume, the cost of the costume is more than the cost of the church building. And he's smiling. It's not, it's not a smiling matter. They are all smiling. They all laugh. Church, is it a laughing matter? Your problem, is it a joke? Is it something we can laugh? laugh? I mean, they are all laughing. Why, why do they all laugh? Why do they all show their teeth? I don't know. I don't know. If I'm to put my picture there, and I won't, I'll be very, very serious. My picture will be very serious. I won't laugh at all. It's a very serious matter. If you have to battle demons and be concerned about people's miracles, people's needs, be, 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 be immersed in the needs of people, hundreds of people. You can't, you can't be laughing. You can't be laughing. No way. It's no laughing matter at all. At all. And that's how Solomon saw it. Church, clap your hands for Jesus. How you see it is very, very important. The way you go about it, how you see it is the way you go about it. And you don't follow the crowd. You don't follow the crowd. Be, because, not because what he's doing, so also do it. You must know what you are doing. You must know where you are. You don't follow the crowd. No. You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Humility. Subjection. Surrender. That's how you go about things with God. And may God bless you all. Amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. <laughs> so that speech pleased the Lord. That someone had asked this thing. Why did the speech please the Lord? Because it was a simple thing, simple prayer. 
Uh, God was pleased. Because it was one. Like I said, Solomon, Solomon saw himself as undeserving. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve it. Going to somebody and you are going to ask something that you don't deserve. How you go about it is different. And it was also for the good of Israel. If you hear you have a headache, God is healing you right now. Somebody has a serious headache. Throbbing headache. God is healing you right now. I don't know who it is, but you have a headache now. Consider yourself being healed right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. His prayer was for the good of Israel. And not for himself. His prayer was for the good of Israel. For the benefit of Israel. Not for himself. He wasn't thinking of himself. In fact, when we go to the book of James, James 4 verse 3. James 4 verse 3. We know it already. The book of James. Chapter 4 verse 3. The Bible says, in James, 3, says, James 4 verse 3 says, You ask and do not receive, because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. One reason why we don't receive, when we ask, yeah, we ask, God hears, but we don't receive, because we ask amiss. We don't ask the correct way. We ask only selfishly, so we spend it on our pleasures. And when you go to Acts 20, Verse 30, 35b, Acts 20. Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 20. Verse 35b. The second part of verse 35. Says, And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This, this is one scripture that is not recorded in any of the Gospels. Jesus is not, in all the four Gospels, Jesus never said it, but he said it. So, someone, he, he's quoted here, but he, he's not recorded. Actually, he said it. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Remember Hannah. I love Hannah. I love Hannah. Hannah. This one, I made mention of her. Hannah was in a difficult situation. The husband was, her, her, her rival was, was attacking her, making her sad, cry. Her husband was trying to console her different ways. But she went before God with prayer. Prayer. And what did she ask for? Lord, if you give me a male child, Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11. 1 Samuel. That's where Hannah's prayer. We're talking about the king's petition. Now, the king's prayer. 1 Samuel chapter 1. When it comes to prayer, this is how you go, this is how you look at your prayer. 1 Samuel 1, verse 11. Then she made a vow and said, O oh Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me. First, she referred to herself as a maid servant. She saw her situation as an affliction. Then said, Remember me and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. 
Three times she referred to herself as a maid servant. She didn't deserve it. And said, give me a son, I'll give him back to you. So I'll go home so childless. <laughs> do I have a son? I said, do I have a son? Look at that. <laughs> this speech of Solomon pleased the Lord. Now, God tell, listen to this, God will always answer your prayer because of something. God always answers prayers because of something. And that's why God doesn't answer prayers for unbelievers. First, you're a child of God. That's the first thing. Because you're a child of God, may God answer your prayers today. Therefore, God does not hear or answer the prayers of but they don't even pray at all. God always answers prayers because of something. So God said, because you have not, because you have not asked <laughs> for the lives of your enemies, because you have not asked for long life, you have not asked for riches, but because you have asked for this thing, you see, because, 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 because. Church, say because. because. May God see you today and say, because you have come to a miracle service. That's the first because. So those who are at home, they don't come in at all. Now, because you are here today, church, say that's that my first because. Because you have prayed. That's your second because. You are going to pray. And because you are going to ask for the right thing, May God hear you and may God answer you. Amen. God always answers prayers because of something. And sometimes when you are satisfied that because, you don't even have to pray. I have told you several times that Bible school, when my, my, my classmates were always praying for the anointing, always praying for the anointing, I never remembered praying for the anointing. I just made sure that, you know, I did what God wanted me to do. Anointing. I was in Bible school. What are I going to do the anointing for? If you're a Bible student, do you need anointing in Bible school? Hello? Do we need anointing when you're in Bible school? No. It's only when you come out and become a pastor you need anointing. And pastors, may God anoint you tremendously. But many of them, you know, when they come, what are they asking for? Anointing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and they had all kinds of things. And let me go, you know. They had all kinds of terminologies. Today I'm going to go into the spirit. Some of them, when they are praying and greet them, they don't mind you. I was, I was in the spirit, so I couldn't answer. They wouldn't, Hello, you mind you? It's in the asking for anointing. Praise the Lord. But I, don't, I didn't ask for any anointing. And yet God, God gave me the anointing. What I have, God gave it to me without my asking. Because of some things. May you satisfy all the becauses. In the name of Jesus. Because you have not clapped your hands for Jesus. Because you have not asked for the lives of your enemies. Because you have not asked for riches. Because you have not asked for this. Therefore, God said, I will give you what you have asked for. A discerning heart, wisdom to judge my great people so that there will be peace. There will be, there will be, there will be progress. Everybody will be happy. And I will also add to it, the thing that you have not asked, may God give to you 
the thing that you have not asked. In the name of Jesus. Hello? And then, Solomon woke up and it was a dream. He woke up and he realized that he had been dreaming. Hello? If it were you, if you had this dream, and tonight may you have this dream. If in your dream, in your dream, you, you have Maybe you, you ate well and went to, went to sleep. You didn't pray and went to sleep. And then you saw God say, well, what should I do to you for you? And then you asked for some things and you woke up. Would you consider that God has done it for you? Look at this. Would you decide that, oh, though it was a dream, yet God has visited me. Though I was asleep, no matter when you walk, she la morning la de la mofloni. So God has to come to me. God has actually given me nothing. Remember, with Hannah, Ellie said, "Go." I mean, the God of Israel grant your request. That was all. She prayed, Hannah, and Ellie, who accused her of drunkenness, next one said, "Okay, go." And may God grant you a request. Early himself, he wasn't righteous. His children were messing about. Everybody knew that he was a, he wasn't a, he wasn't a, good, a good priest. And then he said, go. And the God of Israel grant you a request. In other words, Eli also added his prayer to Hannah's prayer. And yet Hannah was happy, went and ate, and her countenance was no longer sad. Here was Solomon, he woke up, and behold, it was a dream. But from there, he went to Jerusalem. And was behaving like, oh, he had received everything already. He had got everything. Though it was a dream, as if God had come to him physically and given it to him. He started offering peace offerings, sin offerings, and having feasts. He was enjoying. He was celebrating and thanking God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen? Sometimes, I believe that everybody who comes here receives a miracle. But maybe you don't, even, you don't even believe that you have it. You don't believe that you have it. Do you believe that today you have your miracle? Because you believe that your behavior after that will show. Your behavior will show that you have got the miracle. And God will be watching you to see whether you have faith. To know that he has given it to you. But if your behavior shows that you don't, you don't believe you have it, then uh, it will be taken away from you. Go and come. For credit, come tomorrow. Praise the Lord. You see, God works, behaves, gives along certain principles. And when you know these things, when you understand these things, then when I'm praying... Like last night, I was having my quiet time. Now, I don't pray, I pray for you. I was praying to all this miracle service last night, about 12 to 1 a.m. Or this morning, rather. 1 a.m. And when I'm praying, I'm praying, an anointing comes upon me. I know that God has answered my prayer. Praise the Lord. Now, feed anointing comes upon me. I know that God is saying that my son, I've heard you. I know it. By spirit, I know it. My son, I've heard you. 
And I've given, that's why I know that today, today, that's how I can tell you categorically, emphatically, plainly, that you are all in for your miracles. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you know, uh, you know, today I told my daughter that, oh, today we have miracle service, but she needs a miracle right now. How can I, how can I, was it, was that on the media? The healing that God gave, was it, was it, or the media, we didn't see it, okay. Otherwise, how can I say, how can I stand here and say that, oh, I know that God has given a miracle already. And if it doesn't happen, then she, and then even if you don't even want how much more praise the Lord. But for me to say that, oh, God is going to heal you, well, I know that as I prayed last night, I felt that God had answered my prayer and that today miracles will happen. Amen. Your miracle doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be like a, a, a Nollywood film, Nigerian film. But it is still a miracle. Praise the Lord. I know that there are some here today who are going to get pregnant. Yeah. The time has come for them to get pregnant. I know that before this year, and we have just begun October, I know that before this year ends, some of you believing God for marriage, you shall start your courtship. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I know that this year, some of you will spend the Christmas with a very big celebration party because God will put money into your pockets. You may be jobless now. You are jobless. But God will open a way. Some money will come to you. You shall celebrate this Christmas in a way you have not spent Christmas before. In the name of... I know it. Otherwise, I wouldn't come here and say we are going to have miracle service. When I don't know all the miracles that are coming, why should I waste my having miracle service? I know without any shadow of doubt that the Lord has prepared your miracles for you here. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be like a Nollywood or Hollywood film, but it is still a miracle. So when you leave here today, begin to thank God and to begin to celebrate. In Jesus' name. The king's petition, likewise, let that be your petition. Let the king's petition be your petition. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for participating in this Sunday afternoon's miracle service. I want to assure you that God has heard and will answer your prayers. You are welcome to visit us at Tema Community 5 of PV or being run about every Sunday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. God bless you.